Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is ESPN Radio. Is Micah Parsons the best non-quarterback in the NFL? We will talk about the most impactful players outside of the quarterback position. Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons here with you. Find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports ESPN Radio presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can also watch us on ESPNU and on ESPN2. So we are going to get to Micah Parsons in just a moment. But first, we love when you chime into the conversation. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. That's how Jay got in touch with us. Hey, Jay, calling from Columbus. What's up? Hey, um, how y'all doing? We're good, thanks. Go ahead. Okay, I got a I got a question for Ian Fitz. Um, I did this with Josh Allen. I'm starting to hear a lot of excuses getting made for Justin Herbert. He blew a 27 point lead in in the playoffs. You can't put that on Brandon Staley. And the thing is, I got the question I got for you, Ian Fitz. I did this before with Amber. She might not remember. If I gave you a stat, somebody has 166 touchdowns and 60 interceptions, and somebody has 138 touchdowns with 65 interceptions, who do you think the two quarterbacks will be? Yeah, I'm going to tell you, it's Dak Prescott and Josh Allen. It's Josh Allen and Dak Prescott. It's the same exact stats. It's just Dak got more touchdowns. And Dak's been in the league two years more than Josh Allen. And Josh Allen already got 60 interceptions. But the more the story, maybe Justin Herbert and Josh Allen just don't have it. I always think they're overrated. And it's just, it gets it get irritating. Jalen Hurts way better than Justin Herbert. That's the more the story. Just look at the eye test. He's the best player on the field last year in the Super Bowl. When I was talking about eye test, I was talking about Jared Goff and the eye test versus numbers. That had nothing to do with Hurts and Herbert. And Herbert's done something that no other quarterback in the history of the league has done. And that is he's thrown for more completions, more touchdowns, more 300-yard passing games than any other quarterback to ever play the game in their first three years with a minimum of 100 starts. I'm not taking anything away from Jalen Hurts. He led his team to, to the damn Super Bowl last year. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But the reason that I was saying that, that you know, Hurts is ahead of Herbert in the quarterback rankings on NFL.com, which is voted upon by their peers, is because he, is a, he can do things that Herbert can't do with his legs. But Jalen Hurts is one of the best players in the National Football League. When I was talking about eye test, I was talking about Jared Goff. It had nothing to do with Herbert and Hurts. I would still put Herbert probably ahead of Jalen Hurts. And I think that that's probably what that caller is taking issue with because that caller has called before and thrown that exact same statistic out. My my point is that it's not just that statistical category, right? Like he's just referencing touchdowns to interceptions when he's discussing these quarterbacks in Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. And he seems to have a problem with the, what he considers the overinflation of the importance of Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. 
Yes, the postseason success is not there for either of those guys. Those guys have underperformed in terms of playoff wins, and that's what you expect from those teams as they head into the season, and I understand the criticism from that regard. If you're pulling individual stats, though, it's very hard to criticize those guys. And from an eye test perspective, I mean, Josh Allen, to me, is so dynamic that if just an eye, pure eye test, I mean, eye test, Ian, I still think Josh Allen I would put ahead, frankly, of Jalen Hurts. And this becomes such a controversial thing because so many people want to go to bat for Jalen Hurts and they act like I'm somehow like insulting Jalen Hurts by having him as like the fifth best quarterback in the league as opposed to the third best quarterback in the league. Like that's what we're talking about here. It's not like I have Jalen Hurts outside of my top 10. Everybody calm down. I just think that the sample size is pretty small for Jalen. And yes, the success is there in terms of him getting to a Super Bowl. But again, in a season where he had the easiest, easiest schedule in the entire NFL, the best O-line in the entire NFL, dynamic weapons surrounding him and a heck of a head coach. You put Justin Herbert in that same situation, it might look different. And that's all I'm saying is there are other factors. Justin Herbert categorically has been doing it year in and year out during the every single year that he's been in the league. Categorically, it hasn't been quite like that for Jalen Hurts. Now, I know a different situation that Jalen Hurts came into the league under, obviously different just in terms of expectations of where those guys were drafted. But the reality is that I could pull numbers that completely defeat Oh, yeah, you can make numbers dance arguments. to any tune you want right. to want them to dance to. Right. That's why I love the eyeball test. Not when taking a shot at Jared Goff. I said he's a very good quarterback. But the numbers, if you if you want to go numbers, only five quarterbacks in the league had more passing yards than Jared Goff, and he had a better touchdown to INT ratio than Josh Allen at twenty nine to seven to thirty five to fourteen. So you make numbers dance any way you want, but to me personally, I like the combination of numbers and watching the stinking game. Nobody is calling about Jared Goff. Like nobody cares whether you uh, you know were too nice to Jared Goff or not nice enough. This conversation goes nuts on our phone lines if you mention the name Jalen Hurts. Like, Jalen Hurts rates like that. Dak Prescott is another one of those names. It rates like that. (laughs) Justin Herbert. People love to hate on Justin Herbert now. Justin Herbert rates like that. So it's not just Eagles fans. I just think that it's those names. Josh Allen is one of the more controversial quarterbacks, I notice, with the way that our phone lines light up if we talk about him. Triple Eight, say ESPN. We do love, even if you disagree, we love when you give us a call. Hank is calling us from Virginia. Hey, Hank, go ahead. You know what cracks me up, man? I'm a Cowboys fan, and I'm going to tell you right now, Dak Prescott might be the most overrated player we've had in our history. I'm 57 years old, so I'll go back a long time. His stats are built up against weak teams. Look at who he beat in the playoffs last year. Nobody talked about any play calling or any defense. All they talked about is Dak beat Tom Brady. I'm getting tired of it. Justin Herbert has set all kinds of records. With the defense is flat out awful. Dak has wasted more talent around him than any quarterback in history. So, And look, there's an African-American calling and complaining about white quarterbacks against Dak. That's what was going on. It's very racist. The same people who praise that. Well, we're not going to go there. We're not going there. I, I can't. I can't let you go there. But how the the point is with Dak, you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, and because you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, Ian, there's always going to be a ton of attention. Sometimes he probably, frankly, is a bit overinflated just because of the amount of attention that we give him when there hasn't always been the postseason success by any means. But also. 
it can go the other way too. Like Dak's been a solid quarterback for a long time in the league and he gets a lot of criticism because he's playing under a microscope because of the market and the team that he plays for. And, and part of that also, Amber, remember when he burst onto the scene as a fourth round pick out of Mississippi State where at one point for a three-week st- stretch, he had the Bulldogs from Stark Vegas as the number one team in college football. Tony Romo gets hurt with that back injury. Remember that in the preseason against Seattle. Dak comes in, has to take over, and was sensational. And mm-hmm. nobody expected it. That's where this all unbelievable ceiling came in for Dak Prescott. And has he lived up to it? Not all the way, but is he a very solid, very good quarterback at the, at the, in the NFL? Absolutely he is. But to and your we, point, he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Right. And when it comes to the caller's point about playoff success and he hasn't done it, who has? They haven't been to an NFC Championship game since 1995. This, this franchise, led by Jerry Jones, and this all began when he wanted credit for the Dynasty Cowboys, when Jimmy Johnson and Troy and Michael you know, and Emmett and that defense, they got all the credit. You had offensive guards that were rock stars, not just in Dallas but across the country because they were playing for the Dynasty Cowboys winning three, three Super Bowls. Jerry is the one that started this whole thing because he wanted credit. And that's the number one reason why they haven't gotten to an NFC Championship game since 1995. Now, Jerry has you know, given a ton of the responsibility now to a lot of other people not named Jerry, including his son, Stephen Jones. And that's why you see more talent on this roster. That defense is loaded. They need to get Zach Martin back to protect Dak and open up holes for Tony Pollard. They've got playmakers all over the field at wide receiver. But the bottom line when it comes to Dak is when he burst on the scene, he exceeded expectations for a fourth-round pick. Now he has to live up to the expectations that everybody expects from a quarterback who's paid in the top 10 in this league. Triple Eight say ESPN. Julian is calling us from Georgia, wants to chime in on Dak and Herbert. Go ahead, Julian. Good morning, good morning. They start off by saying, bang, bang, Niner gang. But listen, I that caller that called and said that Dak is better than Josh Allen. In what world? What is he watching? I don't understand this, this Cowboys fandom where they just say anything and everything to support their team. Like, let's, let's be real. His teammates don't even respect him. The other day, Trayvon Diggs, called, he said some very explicit things to him. And it's like, oh, and by the way, Micah Parsons in practice is hitting Dak even low, and he says, I'm not going to stop. So, yeah, even his own teammates don't even respect him. Have a good day, guys. Hold on a minute. On the last part, Micah is not hitting him low. He's coming close, but a lot of guys do that. You know, that's kind of gamesmanship in camp. Now, should he be coming that close to his quarterback? No, but that's Micah being Micah. Uh, so, so that, that's yeah, I don't know if that's a disrespect yeah. thing. I mean, you could even argue yeah. the Trayvon then, Diggs thing. I, I, the Diggs thing I was camp. We not talked about it on Monday. I, I would mean, say it's it's hard to argue that he like has the utmost respect. Trayvon said, I have the utmost respect for Dak. It's like, well, the utmost respect. I don't know if you'd call him those words. Nevertheless, like you said, it's training camp, right? These things happen. These fights happen. Emotions run high. We did just do at the top of the show, we did the top 100 as voted on by NFL players, the top 100 players in the NFL. And Dak, in terms of quarterbacks, was a top 10 quarterback. That's according to his colleagues. He was the eighth best quarterback in the league. So the guys in the league do respect Dak, or he wouldn't be in the top 10 quarterbacks in the league on this list. 
No, not, I mean, absolutely. He look, he is a top ten quarterback. Is he a, is he ahead of Lamar Jackson? I wouldn't put him ahead of Lamar Jackson. Right, which uh, the me, players did because yeah, Lamar, Lamar is Jackson on this is tenth right now, and to me, Lamar Jackson is, is as low as he is. And again, we're saying low as he's the top ten at his, at his craft in the world. I mean, let that sink in. But a lot of people take it as a shot. And I guarantee you, Lamar Jackson will use that as even added motivation. But the number one reason, the only reason I can think of as to why his peers had him deck ahead of Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson has missed the better part of a month in the last two years. That dash for cash, trying to get to playoff bonus checks and chase that Lombardi, he has not been available to his team. That's the only reason that I can see Lamar Jackson being 10th and not higher. People are awake, they are up, and they are ready to talk quarterbacks. Our phone lines are lighting up. Triple Eight, say ESPN. When we come back, more of your calls. This is ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons hanging out with you here on ESPN2, ESPNU, and ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio presented to you by Progressive Insurance. The phone lines are lit. Keep your calls coming. We will get to them in a few. Triple eight, say ESPN 888-729-3776. A lot of quarterback controversy, Ian. Quarterback. It's funny because, like, we keep trying to get away from the quarterback talk. You know, like, we'll set up an entire segment. Who's the most impactful player? Who's not a quarterback? And then if we talk about quarterbacks, it rates. Everybody yeah, wants to talk to about Micah Parsons yes. and potential MVP and how he wants to be one of the greatest Hall of Famers of all time. That next was thing quite, you know, quite literally what we were supposed to be talking about <laughs> in that last segment. And the next thing you know, yes, the phone line is lit. Everyone's arguing about a quarterback. So. Let's keep talking about quarterbacks, but let's bring in some help. Mike Tannebaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. Thanks for joining us, Tannebaum. I'll, I'll let you in on what we were just all arguing about because there's nothing better to argue about than how we rank these quarterbacks, right, across the league. We got the NFL's top 100 today where NFL players actually voted themselves. Patrick Mahomes at the top of this list. That's not surprising. Jalen Hurts, number two on the list. And that one surprised me a little bit because NFL players had him as the third best NFL player overall across any position. Are you surprised that that respect is already being given to Jalen Hurts? Yeah, good to be with you, Amber. And this other voice sounds really familiar, but to be up before noon, I'm not really even sure who else is on the show with us. I mean, it sounds familiar, but I'm really at a loss Ten here. seconds in, the first shot fired. What's up, right? my that, man? That's got to be a new record for you, Mike T. Well done. 
Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good to hear your voice, my man. Um, hey, look, you know, there's in 32 draft rooms, everyone uses a very similar expression, which is the tape sets the floor, meaning your baseline talent sets the floor, and the character sets the ceiling. And Jalen Hurts was a good college player. Not a great, he was a good college player. That's why he went in the second round. But his character has willed himself to be a great player. And the last time we saw him play in a competitive game, guys, he was in a heavyweight fight standing toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes that went all the way, literally, down to the very, very end. So Jalen Hurts has earned the respect of his peers because of his great work ethic. If you could take one quarterback right now, Mike T, to go win you a game not named Patrick Mahomes, who would you take? Justin Herbert. Uh, felt that way since his senior year at Oregon. When you look at his skill set and what he's been able to do with an offensive line that's been patchwork given Rashawn Slater's injury, I think he has it all. I think he, he's really John Elway when you look at his skill set, his athletic ability, his arm strength, his accuracy, his ability to process information. And if they can stay healthy, I think the Chargers will be there with the Chiefs all the way to the end this season. And I think Quentin Johnston was a huge draft choice for them because other teams just can't match up with the physicality of him and Mike Williams. And again, if Rashawn Slater can stay healthy, this team will be really hard to beat. Mike Tannebaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, joining Amber Wilson and Ian Fitzsimmons. So Tannebaum, we were talking about the big holdouts still across the NFL. The four biggest names, Nick Bosa, Zach Martin, Jonathan Taylor, and Chris Jones. Of those four names, which one do you think is the biggest concern in terms of a holdout to their team? Who's the most impactful player? It's Chris Jones. You know, last year we saw Tyreek Hill leave the Kansas City Chiefs, and they still won the title because of the greatness of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and the creativeness of Andy Reid. However, they can't survive not having Chris Jones. He's too important to that defense. That defense was really young, especially on the back end. In fact, the Chiefs last year had the third most defensive snaps by rookies of anybody in the NFL. So that just shows you how young they are on the back end. And what helps the back end more than anything, a great pass rush. So to me, Without Chris Jones, Kansas City is still a really good team. I don't think they're a championship team. What would it take for you to grow that stash that Kelsey's rocking right now? I mean, there's only one on the planet, I think, that beats it, and that's Tom Selleck. I mean, Burt Reynolds is looking down from football heaven going, man, that's a hell of a stash from 87. How much for you to grow that bad boy? I, I, just, need a couple, I just need a couple more invites on Freddie and Fitzsimmons. I sit here every day, check my text, like nothing, you know, like I, I'm being that's ghosted. That's all it takes so, to grow a stash. You know, no I'm guest in. appearances, Done. no mustache. Well, they don't host Freddie and Fitzsimmons, though. Yeah. Who's going to invite you to? Ian can't invite <laughs> you to that. He's here. Since June. <laughs> hey, That's, on a serious note, Mike Simmons T. Fitzsimmons less Freddie and Fitzsimmons. <laughs> right, right. Go ahead, Ian. It's sad. What would it take, or what's it going to take for Jerry Jones and Zach Martin to get on the same page and get Martin into camp? Yeah, it's a great point, guys. This is really important. You know, Mike McCarthy came out in January and said, hey, we're going to fire Kellen Moore. I don't like the way this offense is going. You know, a lot's been made about his comments about running the ball more, less turnovers. It all starts with Zach Martin. And look, they could survive other injuries. Zach Martin's a great football player, especially the way they want to play. Ask any quarterback. Nothing's more important than keeping the pocket firm. And this is one that Jerry Jones needs to solve. It's interesting. Like, felt at the time they overpaid Zeke when he held out a couple years ago and famously went down to Cabo, and they basically gave him what he wanted. I thought that wasn't the time or the place, especially when you had a guy like Tony Pollard behind him. This is a situation that even though Tyron Smith is healthy, 
Last year's first-round pick, Tyrell Smith, is going to probably move into guard. They need Zach Martin to get to where they want to go. You know, we've already talked about Jalen Hurts and the great Eagle uh, team. They have a great – their defense up front, their front seven should be great, led by Jalen Carter, who was a top-ten pick. And that all starts with Zach Martin for the Cowboys. So if I'm Jerry Jones, i got to figure this one out. It's already cost Zach Martin $600,000 plus at this point with the holdout. But I want to ask you, Mike T, from a front office perspective here, because, yes, he's so important to his team. Obviously, Jerry has to try to figure something out. But how difficult is it? In this situation with Zach Martin, when he has multiple years left on his deal, to me that separates it from these other big holdouts that we're seeing in the NFL because those guys are entering the final years of their contract. Zach Martin has two years left on his deal, a deal that at the time he signed it, in, given in back in 2018, made him the highest paid player at his position. So if Jerry folds on this, what kind of message does that send for every long-term deal that is signed with the Dallas Cowboys from here on out? Amber, it's a totally fair point. And going back to when I was writing the Jets and we had you know, trouble with Darrell Rivas' contract, that was really the fundamental point. Look, we knew how great he was. We wanted to adjust his salary. But when a player has more than one year to go, as you just alluded to, it's very difficult because while you may solve one problem, you don't want to create three others for your locker room. So the, these situations, really, you need some creativity. You have to walk out of the room and let both sides feel like, they won something but left something on the table. That's really the only way it works. So if I'm Dallas, maybe I get you know a couple extra years and call it an extension. If I'm Zach Martin, I want my average per year to be bumped up, as you alluded to, because guys like the Chris Lidstroms of the world have passed him by. But when, when a guy signs their deal, they presumably go to the top of the market if they're good enough, and they just know that the way markets work, someone's going to beat them at some point, and that's just the way the cycles go. So... Having more than one year ago does make this much more complicated. I said yesterday, and I'll say it again, I think Joe Burrow, uh, the, the Bengals need to be so patient with him. Don't bring him back until he's 100%. But how hard is that for an organization to, one, protect the player from the player and actually do that very thing, and that is save him until he is 100%. You know, Ian, first of all, let's get the contract done. You know, now, like we saw in the offseason, Jalen Hurts got his deal. Lamar Jackson got his deal. Justin Herbert got his deal. Like, they should be crossing T's and dotting I's. Like, he's going to go to the top of the market where, obviously, Joe Burrow should be. So, let's get the contract done. Let's take the pressure off of that. And then in terms of the calf, um, you know, my experience is this, guys. Like, the calf injury is caused by something else. Like, it could be lower back tightness, hamstring, groins. Like, you know, all the soft tissue injuries on the lower part of the body are related to one another. So, I'm looking at a holistic approach to try to get him as flexible as possible, which will lead to durability. And I am taking all the time in the world because I don't want to be talking about Joe Burrow's calf on October 1st or November 1st if I'm Cincinnati. So albeit painful, I need to be patient. I'm up against the clock here, Mike T, but Hard Knocks is starting tonight. So I wanted to ask you, what was it like being on Hard Knocks with the Jets back in 2010? It was a great experience, Amber. Um, NFL Films does a great job. You know, they're, they're not trying to embarrass anybody, except if they're trying to return punts. But beyond that, um, it was a lot of fun. We had a great season. 
and uh, we try and make the most of it. And uh, I think the players and coaches look back at it with uh, really fond memories. We're returning, or we're playing right now, uh, the punt returning video uh, on ESPNU. <laughs> and ESPN <laughs> Which is a, 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 exactly what America wants to see right now. Remember, remember, remember Mike T and the diner turning the hat around backwards with Revis's agent? Like, can we just get this damn deal done? Oh, I'm glad <laughs> so it was good. a good experience for you, though, Mike. Mike Tannenbaum, <laughs> ESPN, ESPN front office insider. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, up, guys. Hey, return to ain't easy. I mean, I'm sure. I, I posted yesterday on my Instagram a video of Kevin Hart trying to field a punt. He couldn't even, like, at least it hit Mike there in the, in the arms, right? Like, Kevin Hart couldn't even find where the ball was going. Like, it was, like, he would go to catch it, and then it'd be 10 yards away from him because of just the depth perception of it all. I'm sure it's incredibly difficult. Coming up next, everyone is fired up about quarterbacks. Our phone line is lit. So we give you your shot to convince us why... I may be wrong, which I'm not wrong. Did Pat Costello write this tease? All of it's next. We argue about quarterbacks. Triple H's ESPN. This is ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So people are all worked up on our phone lines, and we appreciate you. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. That's how you join the conversation with Amber Wilson and Ian Fitzsimmons. Hot Ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live. Let's go out to the phone lines. Rick is calling us from Maryland. Hey, Rick. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How are you? We are great. Good, good. Um, yeah, I, I, Amber, I agree with you. I'm actually a huge Eagles fan, but I'm also a realist. Um, so as much as I'd like to see Jalen Hurts on high as that list, I, I, I need another season to see it. Yeah, and I mean, if he gives you another season, like he gave you this past season, then fine. I have no problem at that point with putting Jalen Hurts in my top three quarterbacks in the NFL, as opposed to, you know, like my top five, because <laughs> that's what we're talking about. But everybody already has him there, Ian. And to that caller's point, it's a, it's a small sample size, a heck of a sample size, sure. But it's a small sample size during a season where a lot of things did perfectly fall into place for the Eagles. Now, given that happens every season that teams end up in the Super Bowl, there are things that have to fall into place for every team's health, of course, being most paramount on that list. So I'm not suggesting that other people get to the Super Bowl without a little luck on their side, because it takes a little luck and it takes a whole lot of hard work. We saw all of that work in the favor of Jalen Hurts 
Hurts this last season. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, Ian. I'm just not quite there yet by putting him the best quarterback in the NFL. I feel like people need to calm down for a second. And this all goes back to the NFL Network, NFL.com, having the players. This was, again, voted on by current NFL players, the top 100 players in the league right now. And Jalen Hurts came in as the second best quarterback behind only Patrick Mahomes and the third best player overall in the entire league. Ah, what do players know? Doesn't matter. Where do his peers know? They, just, they, 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 just they know about game. football. I mean, get the hell out I of here. I know right? about football. But Jalen Hurts, going back to, I was there his first start. Well, not even start. He didn't start the game. The first time he hit the field against USC, he had two guys ahead of him. And I was told by then offensive coordinator Lane Kiffin, when number two hits the field, he's probably not coming off as a true freshman. And he didn't. And he leads him to the title game. I mean, it was absolutely remarkable. But he really wasn't that accurate. But you watch from that time, the first time I saw him on the field, to what we see now, finally somebody has worked harder on his craft to become better and better every single year. He became more accurate and more accurate. Didn't run from a quarterback battle with Tua. And then finally transferred to Oklahoma once Tua did obviously have that remarkable comeback in the national championship game against Georgia. And he got with Lincoln Riley. And that was the best thing that happened to Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. Because Lincoln really started to fine-tune his accuracy and throwing to a spot and making progressions and getting through his reads. And now he's taken that and gone to a whole nother level where you listen to anybody who's at Eagles camp, they're more surprised if the ball hits the ground than miraculous, remarkable jaw-dropping plays because they're becoming almost numb to it. He gets better every year. But to your point, it's only been one spectacular year, whereas other guys in the league right now have had many. And I was a huge fan of Jalen Hurts out of college because of all that adversity that he faced and that he overcame at two different programs. I wanted the Dolphins to draft Jalen Hurts. I wanted them to take Tua fifth and then draft Jalen Hurts at the end of that first round because they had, three, they had three draft picks in that first round. And I kept talking about it on our local show down in Miami when I was hosting down there. I wanted them to take Jalen Hurts because I felt like he was a good insurance policy and that he maybe would end up being the better quarterback in the NFL over Tua. And I didn't totally trust, of course, the durability of Tua. And, and look, I still don't totally trust the durability of Tua, although he has proven in a half a season last season that he can also be a heck of a quarterback if he's able to stay healthy in the NFL. I believed in Jalen Hurts. I was a big fan of Jalen Hurts. And now somehow I've become like the ESD, ESPN detractor of Jalen Hurts. I'm like a hater of Jalen Hurts, even though I still have him as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I just feel like we need to pump the brakes on him being the second best quarterback in the entire NFL. Triple H, say ESPN. Justin is calling us from Maryland. Go ahead, Justin. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? Good, good morning. morning. We're great. So I uh, wanted to call in. Uh, first, I wanted to bring up um, – the Herbert hate that you guys have mentioned. Um, anybody objective, any objective fan, uh, obviously sees the um, the uh, greatness that that Herbert can uh, have in his career if he continues with his projection. I think a lot of people get upset or uh, confused why he gets anointed um, to where he's at already with the lack of playoff success in comparison to quarterbacks such as Lamar Jackson, who has won an MVP, who has shown he belongs in this league and is one of the top quarterbacks, but hasn't had necessarily the playoff success either. 
which has dropped him also in rankings as well. So I think that's where sometimes people is, are confused with the the anointing of Justin Herbert so quickly. Yes, he's put up the stats that he has, but in a passing league, you know that those some of those stats are going to be a little more inflated. Well, I think in part because Justin Herbert hasn't been doing it for nearly as long as Dak. I mean, I agree with you. If he's in the league for years and years and years, he just got his extension. He just got paid finally, right? Like this is the dude who's been playing under a rookie contract the last few years. When that extension kicks in, if this thing goes on for years and those are always the individual stats, but he's not producing in terms of the postseason, I do think he slips down the list because that's how things work. And of course, in large part, that's what's happened here to Lamar Jackson. It's what's happened here to Dak Prescott these quarterbacks that haven't panned out in terms of quite the postseason success, even though we find them to be top 10 quarterbacks in the league, Ian. You know what drives me nuts, though, Amber, is when we talk about he hasn't survived in advance in the playoffs. Last time I checked, there's more than just one guy out there. Right. And you also have a coach that makes decisions, which drive me insane because some chart and some analytic you know, research department. This is where said, you sound old again. Look, but it's a fact. You can't measure momentum when you're going for it with the playoffs on the line on your own 18-yard line on fourth and one, and you take the ball out of your quarterback's hands, who's one of the best in the league, and you run it and get stuffed. That's hard to overcome as a quarterback. Is that on Justin Herbert? No. No. It's not. Hell no. But that's what drives me insane is that, well, Herbert hasn't survived. No, the Chargers haven't gotten it done. The Chargers haven't been able to stay healthy. And again, Tom Telesco, to me, is arguably the best talent evaluator of any general manager in the league. But he can't predict that Rayshon Slater, who had zero injuries at Northwestern, you know, to, to my knowledge, that I can remember, gets hurt. Or Derwin James, who is as durable as, as can be at Florida State, gets banged up. Or Mike Williams, right, gets hurt. Right. You can't predict that. But you also have a head coach who – goes by that that analytic chart when it when it comes to you know fourth and inches on your own eight yard line. That one's made up, but it's an exaggeration for effect. Are you going for it right there? Whereas deep in the fourth quarter, where momentum cannot be measured, you have to have a feel for the game. And if your head coach says you're going for it and takes the ball out of your hands, to me that's not on Herbert not advancing, that's the Chargers not advancing. And, that, and to me, it's a big difference. I'm in this weird situation where I find myself rooting for Justin Herbert just because I feel like there's a lot of criticism, like it's cool to hate on Justin Herbert, frankly. And Why I'm with you. That? I don't think it's Justin Herbert. I, I, I feel like it's daily. I feel like there's a lot of other problems. I feel like it's injuries, key injuries on that team. Uh, however, I, well, and I don't know. I think because you're talking about a guy who's, yeah, putting up gaudy numbers and everybody wants to dismiss it because you haven't had the – postseason success and I get it over time that becomes a fair conversation I mean over time if he if he's in this league for years and years and the man's never in the postseason or never having any semblance of postseason success then yes Ian we're going to drop him down the list even I will drop him down the list but it's a weird situation for me as a Dolphins fan because like I don't want to root for Justin you could have had Herbert, him. <laughs> right? Like, we could have had him. Like, the Dolphins are going to hate Justin Herbert. We want to win the Tua-Justin Herbert battle because it looks terrible that we drafted Tua right ahead of Justin Herbert, and we could have had Justin Herbert. It looks like a bad miscalculation right now, even as good as Tua looked at the beginning of last season, through the first half of last season, running a new offense there under Mike McDaniel. It still looks like a bad situation. You know, you know what's crazy? Though? I'm, I'm the football fool. That when that Herbert was coming out of Oregon, I'm going, he's an introvert. I don't want an introvert as my quarterback. I want a guy who's just a natural born leader. And I had him a couple of times in his last year at Oregon. 
the big one was against Auburn week one, going up against Derek Brown and those boy dog warriors and that uh, you know that that front line for Auburn against Penny Sewell and Throckmorton and the best O line in college football you know for Oregon and man it was it, it, he stunk and I'm going I wouldn't take him in the first round how dumb am I. Because yeah. now he's he's done things we've never seen before in the league. And to your point, for some reason, people just don't like the cat. Should have been, what, the third pick in that draft uh, if you were to redraft, right? Because I think, would you still take Jalen and Joe ahead of Herbert? I mean, that's a whole other conversation that we don't have time for. Because Pat's screaming in my ear. Coming up next, we'll continue to take your calls. Triple Eight say ESPN, plus Tim Anderson should send the Orioles a thank you basket. This is ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. So it was a fight that everybody was talking about from Saturday, and that wasn't Jake Paul. Or is it Logan? No, it was Jake, right? I can't keep them Jake straight. Paul, They're both, one was wrestling, one was fighting the Paul brothers. I don't get it. Whatever. I'm old. Uh, nevertheless, I, I don't watch You're YouTube. Wise, I don't, Amber. Why? I don't get it. I do not understand, even though they're not much younger than me, but somehow they rate, I think, super young. Like, now I do now not we're hating on the Paul brothers, too? Is this just the Amber the hate train sorry, today? Pat, are you a Paul brothers stan? Uh, like, what are we doing? Where you're firing up YouTube and Look, watching the Paul brothers Jake do Paul, for some things? reason, annoys me. Uh, there, Logan Paul's it. a great wrestler. All these guys reinventing uh, uh, Jack ASS, and all of a sudden, uh, they're yeah, all over the Yeah, he's taking it to the bank, Amber. He's famous. He's, he's depositing big checks. So I can't hate on him for that. They don't, they don't, they don't recognize the uh, OGs. Uh, nevertheless, the Paul brothers don't make sense to me. This fight with Tim Anderson, it did make sense. 
It was hilarious, frankly. Um, probably not if you're the White Sox, and certainly not if you're Tim Anderson. If you're a Jose Ramirez fan, it was probably pretty funny. If you're a Guardians fan, maybe a little bit funnier as well. But what was funny about this one is the way that Tim Anderson squared up like he was, in fact, Jake Paul, right? <laughs> like, fists up, ready to go. And then it didn't go so well for him in terms of the fight. Also didn't go so well for him in terms of the suspension. Six games for Tim Anderson, Ian. Three games for Jose Ramirez. So, Tim Anderson, he loses the physical fight. He also loses the suspension game as well. It's comical, Amber. I mean, you're the one that really kind of started it. Now, I know Ramirez popped up, but Tim Anderson was the one that drops his glove and squares squares up like Muhammad Ali. If you (laughs) missed it, here's what it sounded like. Here's what it looked like on ESPN2. Here it comes. A swing and a smash to first by the diving Vaughn. Down the right field line. Kicks into the corner. Ramirez on his way to second. Head first slide. Safe and in to score is Jimenez. And another hustle double. Right over the bag at first. Now Hosey and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Here's what's funny about watching this back now, obviously having seen it several times. Tim Anderson's initial punches, like, looked good. They just didn't land. So he had, like, they didn't land with any sort of force anyways. Like, Ramirez obviously wasn't affected by it. And then Ramirez's punch that did land, it did knock Anderson down, doesn't look good. Like, it doesn't look like a hard punch. It looks like he barely hits and barely connects, and yet I guess he just caught him enough. He, yeah. ju- he just gonna he just caught him enough. You only need that little bit in the right spot, and you got that little bit in the right spot. And uh, Tim Anderson went down. And needed help walking right cross, off the field. Right to the jaw. Anderson drops, and he and for people who may have missed it, Ramirez said after the game through an interpreter that he had told Tim Anderson before, man, what what's up with the hard tags at second? Mm-hmm. I mean, he look. I mean, doesn't need to be that 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 uh, like this this forceful swipe. Well, he said something to Anderson about it. Anderson chirped back. Ramirez pointed at him, and that's when Anderson, for people listening on ESPN radio that couldn't hear it, I couldn't see it, drops the glove, squares up like Ali on Frazier, and get gets dropped Cosell style like Frazier. I mean, and it, what a great call by Tom Hamilton on WTAM. And now, here's the most embarrassing part. You taunted Ramirez. Ramirez drops you. You can't, your legs are gone underneath you. You have to be carried off the field, which is no joke, but he had a, you know, a quote, you know, designated day off the next day. Okay. And then you get rocked after starting the whole thing and you get the longer suspension. He gets six games. Ramirez, who knocked you the bleep out, only got three. That stings as much as the punch. Yeah, it does. And he gets the six games because he squared up, right? And this fight is so good because Tim Anderson squared up. Because for a second, you're like, oh, snap. Tim Anderson can fight, right? Like, you're ready. You're like, oh, I mean, he looks the part. Like, something's about to go down. And then Ramirez ends up being the one who has something going down. Uh, It feels like a fair suspension, frankly, because having watched it, yes, Ramirez initially is the one who gets in Anderson's face because he initially gets in his face with the point, like you said, and that's what sort of sets off Tim Anderson. But Ramirez wasn't squaring up throwing fists without Tim Anderson getting into that 
Stanton doing it first. And once Anderson did that, then Ramirez said, well, I had to defend myself. And I guess defending himself is, you know, quite literally practically knocking the other guy, <laughs> practically knocking the other guy out. But it is Anderson who throws the first punch. It is Anderson who actually squares up. So I have no problem with Anderson getting double the suspension here than Ramirez, even though Ramirez did more damage physically. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't like Tim Anderson because they, they view him as brash and the bat flips and the trash talking. I'm a Tim Anderson fan. I like Ditto. it. Me too. I, mean, I, I think it's refreshing. It's a new generation. I embrace the bat flips. I mean, there's, you know, going back to, a, you know, four or five years ago when the baseball traditionalists go, well, that's a, you know, you don't do that in this game. Well, what's the difference between a bat flip and you have pitchers throwing, you know, lightning bolts and arrows? I mean, what, what, there is no difference. And Tim Anderson embraced that as a new age type player, but a lot of people enjoyed knocking him get rocked. And like, I, I just kind of thought it was humorous because he's the one that squared up, dropped his glove, and said, let's go. Ramirez didn't. But then when it comes to Anderson and, and so many people like enjoying him getting knocked the bleep out, I'm not one of those guys. I like Tim Anderson, the player. I, I don't mind his antics. I don't mind the brashness. I don't mind the trash talking. But when he squared up and then got dropped, I thought that was kind of comical. I'm with you. And then get a longer suspension. I am here for, I think he deserved a longer suspension just yeah. because of what he did. I get it. I am here for the bat flips. I am here for the big personalities. I am here for bringing different cultures to this game and the different ways that it is played all around the world that and often I find more fun the way it's played other places. So I am here for all of those old unwritten rules to go out of the window and more showboating, more bat flipping, more trash talking, more fun, and frankly, maybe more of this. <laughs> I'm all about it. And that, that, I don't by know. The way, I that, shouldn't be that saying that on air. I'm just kidding. I don't Ramir- condone violence, but this was kind of <laughs> no. Funny. But that picture of Ramirez dropping Anderson, I guarantee you, will be in every sports bar in Cleveland. Like Rob, like Robin Ventura getting dropped by Nolan Ryan is in every single bar in in Texas, not just the Dallas Fort Worth area in Texas. That one will be in every bar in Cleveland, guaranteed. I I can't. I, I agree with you that it will be, but the actual punch, like I said, like if you just take a still shot of the connection, I don't know if it really looks that good with Ant- like Ramirez is connecting with Anderson. Like I was shocked that Anderson went down <laughs> the way that he did from that punch, but certainly Ramirez got the best year of Anderson physically and got the best year in terms of the suspension as well, although Ramirez's team may actually be hurt more by his absence. Coming up next, can Jalen Hurts duplicate what we saw from him last season? Also, we get back to your phone calls. This is ESPN Radio. More next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.